Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Thank you for joining us for part two of our trilogy on UFOs. Uh, This is a regular topic, so I don't know why I'm calling it a series, but uh, we're going to have a great show anyways. Um, We have a few new voices tonight, Uh, Mary Bassett, Deb, and RJ DeRoos are from the Fascinating Voices of Contact podcast. Uh, another one of their panelists is a regular on Nightlight. Uh, that's Michael Carter. Uh, all will be uh, appearing at this year's Michigan US UFO conference to be held September 22nd and 23rd. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about that in just a second. And you can uh, learn more by going to their website, M-I-U-F-O-C-O-N dot com. You know, like MichiganUFOConference.com. Um, hi, Mary, Michael, Deb, and RJ. How's everyone tonight? Hey, Mark. How are you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for having thanks. us. Oh, you know, thank, thanks for uh, uh, being guests. You know, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, okay, so... Uh, Deb and RJ, you've been producing this conference for several years. Um, what are you trying to accomplish? Well, the conference actually started um, six years ago. So it, hap- it started after a big experience that I had. Um, I had missing time, and I know without a doubt that I was downloaded with information, and part of the download was to be a voice 
and get the information out. Um, we didn't really plan on doing this conference. It just kind of came out of my mouth um, that we were going to do it. And we instantly knew who we had to have as speakers, how it was all going to work. And again, it was it was definitely downloaded information. So, you know, the goal is, Mark, to awaken people, to open minds, and to make this more of a, a normal topic rather than a paranormal topic. Um, uh-huh. Not that it's not paranormal, but we would like everybody to be able to understand and not have the fear of um, off-planet beings. So that's kind of bottom line what, what my goal is at the case. Yes, I you know, when I when I met Dev, she was you know really into the paranormal and really into the ghosts, and she's a, a psychic medium. And the one thing that I was totally into because I had experiences earlier uh, missing time was the UFO situation. And I I tell you, I was so glad she might have not have been so glad about it, but I was so glad she had that experience because it put us on the track that we are in now and. Uh, uh, you know, got us got us to where we're going, and yes, it was definitely meant to be. I think we are being guided, um, and to bring that to this area, to to this part of the country, uh, was one of our goals. And um, we get people from everywhere, really, but uh, up here in northern Michigan, you know, it's uh, it's you know, it's pretty quaint, so. Uh, to bring this information here uh, was one of our goals also. Okay, so um, isn't to, it wasn't too uh, much discussed uh, in northern Michigan prior to uh, starting the conferences? It's you know, kind of you're, you're breaking uh, the ice. Right. For, yeah, for, in for the, the area okay. that we live in, um, you know, five years ago, if you said UFO, people look at you like you have five heads. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, it's, it's becoming a little more accepted in this area. People are waking up a little bit more, but it's, you know, it's taking time. And oddly enough, Mark, a lot of people in this area do have sightings, so... Hmm. Okay. Uh, I hope uh, the listeners keep that in mind for uh, <laughs> uh, next week's show as, as well. That's a perfect uh, uh, seg- segue uh, uh, for next week's uh, uh, panel of experts that uh, we'll be having on. But um, but. Okay, everyone on your Voices of uh, Contact podcast as well as at the conference are all experiencers. Um, what do you, do you – what do they bring to all of your uh, – podcasts as well as um, speaking at the conference? 
Well, first of all, you know, we're very blessed that they have all agreed to speak at our conference because, you know, they are experiencers and, you know, many years of experiences, um, they're able to connect and discuss with people who are curious or who may have had experiences but are afraid to talk about them. So they're bringing knowledge and wisdom and compassion as well to mm-hmm. the table, you know, for the for the attendees, and that's that's huge. So we're really blessed to have, you know, Michael Carter and Mary Bassett and and Deborah Cobble, um, not only on Voices of Contact but speaking at the uh, Michigan UFO Contact. And I, you know, we have a segment uh, on Fridays where about two hours where people can come up. Uh, to the microphone and tell their story. And I think by listening to Michael and other people tell about their experiences, they, they feel more comfortable that they can share these experiences. And some people, for the first time, are telling people what happened to them. And after that, they feel so relieved that people will listen and they don't get ridiculed. And uh, it's just a big load off their, uh, their consciousness and their chest. Uh. Okay, um, you just mentioned uh, compassion, and uh, RJ was just ta- talking about um, the the relief that uh, follows a confession, if that's the right word. Um, but if our listeners you know, watch your Voices of Contact uh, podcast. You know, I think they'd uh, uh, co- come away with uh, that the, the, you establish a, a nurturing environment. Um, it. it Sounds like you continue that with the, uh, the conferences. That there's um, a lot of helping of people, you know, therapeutic. Um, what are what are you? learning about the people who are coming to you with uh, their stories is that uh, becoming far more socially acceptable Um, or are they finding um, a companionship with like-minded people? Absolutely. Uh, and, and Michael and Mary, please chime in here because, you know, after you listen to Michael speak, uh, uh, we had him at the conference last year, so many people were so impressed and so, uh, like, you know, I, I didn't really look at it that way, what he was speaking about. And Mary brings uh, actual experiencers mm-hmm. uh, to the forefront and, and uh you know, 
what we see is we see similar uh, uh, things happening with people that uh, people always talk about. So it, it, it kind of gives a um, uh, well. It, it you can tell by the same things are happening. So there must be some reality to it that uh, mm. can't be overlooked. Yeah, I, I I think that Mary's expertise as a regressionist, um, uh, of course, R.J. and Deb, who are into metaphysics and just cultivating spirituality, as is Mary, as are we all, um, I think it kind of lends itself to an atmosphere of healing. One thing I will say, though, and I, and I, I think that um, Deb and RJ, and Mary, it's kind of cutting edge because it's, it, what, when we, if you come to that conference, we have people who are talking about so many different things, UFOs, uh, uh, Bigfoot, the paranormal, uh, uh, tech, conspiracy theories, and it's all under one rubric. And, and usually we're, we're so compartmentalized that we don't speak to each other. You know, it's like, well, Bigfoot people have their own conference and UFO people have their own conference. And now we're coming together because it's really, I think, all part of the same phenomenon, which is, you know, the mystery of reality uh, from what we've been told and the experiences that we each have. And, and that's one of the things I personally like about it, because it's, it's, it's not just we're just talking about one facet of, of the phenomenon. Okay. Let, let's uh, br bring Mary in. Um, you know, Mary, you you do uh, you know have a clientele that um, is regressed by you. Um, you know, we really haven't uh, gone into a lot of detail about that subject on uh nightlight um can you explain a, a little bit about how uh it works and what it reveals about your clients experiences yeah well you know scientific studies have shown that Pretty much, you know, at least 15 minutes out of every hour, we're in some kind of hypnosis state. That's why they play so many commercials on TV is because they know half the time we're kind of dazed and confused and just our subconscious is absorbing all that information. It's kind of like the same thing when you're driving and then all of a sudden 15 minutes later, you're like, hey, how did I get here? Knowing that you were driving the whole time, but you kind of just spaced out. So that's kind of like the alpha stage. And when you're doing regression work, it's a deeper trance state. So it's a symbolistic um, type trance. So you're going very, very deep, like dreamlike state. And so whatever it is that the person wants to work with, you know, whether it's an ET experience or a traumatic experience, a paranormal experience, you take them through that experience and then as they go along, they go deeper and deeper into that trance-like state. They get out of their own way. So they're able to recall to the subconscious mind 
things that they normally couldn't recall with their conscious mind because half the time the conscious mind is protecting your energy so that because it's all fear-based. When we tap at the subconscious, you're able to get out of your own way and actually get to the answers. And so that's what I do through that regression work. And like the second half is extremely healing because it's just, you've gone through the experience without actually having to experience it again. You kind of observe it and talk about what's happening. And then to the subconscious side, you can ask deeper questions and get real answers, but also do a lot of healing work with cutting the cords and letting things go so you don't find that attachment and you can just let go of the fear. And, you know, it just, it gives people a chance to connect and to... Mm -hmm get their experience out there, just like the UFO con. It's like like-minded people where they can feel comfortable knowing that they're not the only ones who, and many of them have lived, you know, 20, 30 years, some of them. I've ta- I talked to several people last week in the, at the, the Michigan Paracon where they've been living with this stuff for 35 years, and they never wanted to talk about it because they didn't think there were people out there that were actually going to listen, have an open mind, and say, yeah, I've experienced the same thing. Because they all think it's weird when really it's mainstream now. Okay. So, is the techniques that are being used today, are they pretty much um, the same as like? You know, Betty and Barney's uh, regressions uh, 60 years ago, or have or ha- has the technique been uh, 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 developed more, and it, it's revealing a. a, a, a Deeper experience. The the experience uh, is being uh, relived on a deeper level, um, more you know, visual. Um, you, you know, what have have you noticed anything like that in your work? I would I would definitely say that you know. Since, you know, six years ago of hypnosis, hypnosis and regression, it has progressed a long way. Does it have the same basic, you know, theme and line of what you're using or what you're doing? Yes. You know, I've, I've studied under two different styles of regression work. I studied under um, Dolores Cannon, and then I also studied under Yvonne Smith, and they're you can see the similarities of what they're doing and how they're doing it, counting people back and, and taking them under, mm-hmm. but it's two completely different styles. And that's, I kind of created my own style from those, you know, starting 60 years ago, you're, you're talking about people who have taken one style, created a part of their own and merged it. There's, there's so many different ways to do hypnosis and regression. And no one way is the right way, except for the person who's doing that regression work. And, Anybody who's spending the time to do that kind of work has taken it seriously and worked hard at developing their own way. 
but I can guarantee there's probably hundreds of different ways to do regression work in different styles. But it's definitely progressed over the years. Definitely. More about okay. I'd like to think more of a soul, soul based versus just the scientific method. Okay. Uh, that's uh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, you know, you know, this is um, new to me, uh, maybe new to some of the listeners, but I'm really glad you were here tonight to explain, go into a little bit more detail. You know, the, um, Michael, do you, when you hear Mary's uh, tapes that she plays uh, during um, the Voices of uh, Contact show, are, are, is it pretty similar to uh, the uh, regression uh, sessions that you had you know, a few, few decades decades ago after you had uh, your like uh, just about about Christmas uh, 1989 experience you mean back in 1774 when is that what you mean <laughs> like, yes I uh, you're not that old yes. <laughs> no no it was a while ago yeah uh, and, and Deb and Deb Cobble would probably agree because uh, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Bud Hopkins regress me and Jean Mundy. And yeah, yeah, I agree with her. And yeah, it does remind me of some of those same techniques. Because again, you know, you know, what we know about the mind and the subconscious has changed. And so your techniques may change, but it's still getting the person to relax, um, getting them to feel safe, and and at times when you when when you see the the, um, the person going under, you know, just reminding them that you're okay, uh, 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 and and we we don't have to get into too deep if you don't want to, but you, you know, try and go back into remember, uh, you know, those types of things, the calming voice, you know, the soothing voice, all of those things um, help to you know, make, make the regression successful for, for both uh, the person being regressed and the hypnotherapist. Okay. Michael is kind of a uh, follow up to uh, what Mary's doing and what, and what you were just uh, discussing are uh, conference conferences, uh, you know, you know, the podcasts um, is, can, can those be uh, places where the, mentor or teacher that you you bring up in your initiation uh, usually appears in someone's life or could, uh, could it be a more um, 
nondescript location? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I like a live audience, and I'm fortunate enough to do that every Sunday at church. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the podcasts are great, and and but it's a different kind of energy because you're not there in front of the person. But again, you know, if we talk about Roderick and uh, you know people who do, well, you guys with Barbara, you know, you're opening up people, you're giving people a chance to. Um, you know, gather with like-minded people, hear different ideas. Uh, the conference is wonderful because you're right there. There's the buzz. There's the excitement. You're meeting. You're networking. You can continue the conversation afterwards. You exchange cards. You, maybe you keep the conversation going. Well, now with technology, when you go back home. Um, and so you just have more of a chance because there's so many people there. So, so there's more opportunities. And um, as R.J. was saying before, and I I think that for me as a speaker as well, because I'm learning from the other folks, you know, and uh, I keep in touch, uh, you network, as I said before. So it's nothing like the live audience. It's nothing like that. And, yes, you can meet your mentors there, or you can wind up being a mentor to somebody. Um, It was either Deborah or R.J., mentioned uh Deb Cobble's uh uh story uh you know it's uh, interesting that she actually worked with Bud Hopkins yeah uh yeah um and she's going to be a speaker as well um um you know we have to get uh, Deb, Deb is a guest uh, too. You know, there's like so many interesting people, <laughs> uh, panelists on on your show. Uh, but um, she's going to be uh, speaking at the conference too. But uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about um, Cobble's uh, background? I, uh, Deb, Deb, or, or, or RJ, do you want to take that one or? Well, we can. I think I think Michael probably knows Deb a little bit better than we do oh, because okay. he's known her longer. Um, do, yeah, do you want to yeah, answer that, Michael? Yeah, I, I, as, as well as I can. Um, yeah, Deb. Deb was working under an alias with um, with Bud, and uh, she was having she was having her experiences, and 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 Bud was kind of like. A guide, uh, a mentor. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you, you know, just saying, you know, this is real, but there's a way we can deal with this. And I think, you know, again, going with Mary, you know, I think that's that's the role of regressionist. And John Mack did the same thing. And so, and Deb still, Deb Cobble still speaks very highly of of, of Bud, and I know she says she misses them uh, terribly. But he was like a mentor there and, and took her seriously. And she would fly to New York or he would fly to visit her. And so that relationship was strengthened very much so. Hmm. Okay. So, and she, she Deb has also been a character in Bud's um, one of Bud's books is that Intruders. Okay. 
what's what's that story? Well, you know, I would I would like I don't know. I think Deb needs to be able to tell her own story, and I know she's okay. not here, but um, uh, you know, she. You know, she's an experience. I, I, I think she would want to tell her own story. I, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to do that. Okay, well, but, but, but she can. I'd like to uh, mention that. She, sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd like to mention she has a couple of books out too, uh, that talks about her story. Uh, one being called "Abducted: The Story of Intruders Continues and Extraordinary Contact: Life Beyond yeah. Intruders." So. Yeah, you can if you you know get those books. It has much more detail uh, than we can get into. But you know, if you read Intruders, I'm pretty sure they didn't use her real name, right, uh, Michael? No, that's right. She had, uh, no, she they, had a name. Yeah, she had a different name. So, uh, but yeah, she she was she visited New York quite often, uh, according to her. That and you know, like you said, Michael, Bud was a mentor to her. Right. Yeah, and, and the and full name she, of the book. I'm sorry. It's, uh, extraordinary contact. Uh, um, uh, who wrote? Um, let me look here. Uh, Yvonne Smith wrote the forward for it, and she—I mean, she went through it. She went through uh, synchronicities, with, you know, um, uh, premonitions. Uh, I mean, you, you know, it was a journey for her, and it wasn't always sweetness and light. And uh, and she talks, you know, about the growth and resilience and tragedy and, and loss. And so she'd be a great guest. But, but again, that was a great, you know, you're right, RJ. People can pick up the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, and it, she talks about her experiences on the Voices of Contact a lot, too. Right. Right. And uh, she had some incredible experiences with a lot of physical uh, evidence left behind. So, you know, it's. I would love for her to come on and, and tell her story. Um, she, her, I don't know if anybody knows, the, the title on the book is Intruders, The Incredible Visitations at Copley Woods, was also made into a series in 1992. Yeah. So yeah. they may have seen that as well. The... Deb, what you said about um, resilience it comes to mind as a appropriate adjective from last week's show with uh, Jack and Bill Kusilis uh, talking about their uh, post-traumatic growth that they noticed from uh, uh, people who ha- had connections to um, those who died on the Silver Bridge collapse in association with the you know, Mothman uh, legacy. And uh, as more People are coming forward. I, you know, Michael, and you know, you're dealing with a, a, a lot of people at, at conferences, and you, uh, you know, I saw how much uh, 
uh, people wanted to uh, talk to you at the um, Edgar Casey uh, conference, um, <laughs> but do, do you find that um, even though they may have been at least shaken at the uh, begin, you know, right in the aftermath, uh, that that uh, the human mind uh, can turn it into a uh, very enriching experience. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, um. How can I say? I think okay. When I met Deb, because I we were we were we were both in support groups in New York, and there were people who had traumatic experiences. Some people, like myself, they were traumatic because of the high strangeness, but the effect on my life was positive, and I kind of opened myself up to that. There were people who had uh, terrible experiences, and it was sperm taken, ovum taken, anal pro, I mean, just, just being treated badly. And what, I, what we tried to do is to make room for that, and, and, and so, you know, there, there was... You know, it, I couldn't say that they had they could turn that into a positive. Do you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. people are built differently. Um, whereas I might try to find a silver lining or may see a silver lining, there were some people who didn't have that, and I and I could understand that. And so I think it was very important, and is very important to let people have that space. Um, so the human mind can adapt. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's always, you know, you, you survive it, you survive it. And then some people like myself, I still have a hard time being home alone. And that's, you know, all this stuff at night. Um, but, but I've seen the things in my life change. I, I, I've seen the positive in it. But for some people, there may not be a positive thing about the contact. So, you know, it depends. Okay. And, and, uh, Mary, are, are you able to um, help uh, people during regression, or is that not a part uh, of – you know the session. You know, or, or, or you know, once you get the uh, tape, are you able to you know, be a life coach afterwards? Always, um, just like if I do my readings or my regression work, they're always welcome to. After they listen to the recording of the regression, the regression work, so I always send a recording with them um, so they can listen to it. And I'm always open if they have questions or they need help because it's because once you go through an experience, and it's what I tell people before you do regression work, realize that 
you might remember something you weren't ready to remember and you're opening a can of worms. So at that point, you're not just done with the client because the regression work is done. You stay there because they might want to do more regressions or they just need to talk, they need to process it because everybody goes through enlightenment and a little bit of awakening and the, the clarification that comes from regression work. So it's always that support system. It doesn't just stop with the regression and we're done. That's that's the whole point of the regression work is to be of service and to help people, help them find answers, help them heal, help them mm-hmm. to have less fear so they can sleep again at night. Yeah, uh, um, That comes across on the um, podcasts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really does. It really does. And and, and yeah. one thing I wanted to say, Mark, and 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 I and I think Mary just touched on it. Whether whether you think it was a good thing that happened to you, or whether you feel like it was an intrusion, or you know where, where do they get permission to do this? However, wherever you come down on it, we we I think that what we try to get people to see is that you can still live your life. You can still, you still have a life ahead of you. You know what I mean? No matter how traumatic this has been or, or even if it was just all lovely for you, that, you know, you can still have some normality in your life. And I think people want to know that, that and the religious, and, and the religious questions. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Deb and RJ, you, you have, Bill uh, Konkolski. Uh, Konkolaski. Mm-hmm. Okay. Konkolaski. Okay. It's I, a I, tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I apologize. Um, but it, he, he's Michigan's uh, MUFON director. You know, we're going to have West Virginia's uh, MUFON director uh, about three weeks or so. Um, and next week's show, we're going to have a, a MUFON investigator. You know, we've had um, another MUFON investigator on earlier this year. I think it was earlier this year. Um, so, you, know, you have a, a, a lot of um, le- leading uh, Michigan UFO uh researchers there what is bill going to be uh discussing at the conference well uh bill is an experiencer himself so uh he always talks about his experiences a continuous experiencing he also uh they conduct a, a MUFON meeting on saturday mornings and it gives people a chance to you know check out MUFON, what it is and people can join there, and many people have joined uh, during his uh, time there. So, but uh, Bill, I mean, if you want to talk to Bill, and if you have a sighting, he'll explain to you how to, uh, to go about, you know, reporting it. And uh, uh, a lot of times, people are there that had uh, the, saw the same thing, and, and so it gives them a chance to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, he he's an author himself; he's an experiencer. Uh, he conducts a MUFON meeting there, which people uh, can join, and uh, he just uh, brings a lot of, you know, 
a lot of knowledge to the conference. Right, and he's also a part of the, and Michael is as well, part of the experiencer panel um, mm-hmm. on Fridays for people to talk with. And Bill plays a very big role. Um, he's been there every year, and he's he's phenomenal. People love talking mm-hmm. to him. You know, he has he has the knowledge of uh, the phenomenon itself, but he also has the experience behind his belt. Um, he still lives with it. Bill was actually um, regressed by Mary last year at the conference live in front of the whole audience. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was... Um, you know, kudos to him for being brave enough to do that, right? Okay. And Mary, will you be doing that again this year? A live? I will be, yep, I'll be doing a live regression again this year. And I have um, a gentleman in mind. He's um, a very interesting client. Very highly spiritual. He's evolving at this moment. Um, the experiences that I've worked with him on already are pretty intriguing. And so hopefully I'll be able to get him in there for a live regression. It, it's really amazing to see the live experience and the process of it and how how I take them under and then walk them through the experience so they can release the fear and actually just observe the experience and get the full answers of what actually happened through that contact. And I must say, she's keeping this top secret. None of us know. <laughs> That's the fun of it, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to say that, you know, Mary, it was a brilliant idea for her to come up with this uh, voice of contact. Uh she always says it's a win-win situation, not only for the person being regressed, but uh, for people who listen to the show to get information about, uh, you know, abductions or, or experiences. And uh, so it's cool to become a family. Uh, I must say because it's a serious topic uh, that sometimes we, you know, we like to lighten up and, and have fun and laugh together and keep it, you know, to where it can be fun also because it's a very traumatic thing to have an experience, of course, for everybody. But like Michael said, we're still here. We survived, and that's the important thing, and there's reasons behind it, and we're trying to find those reasons. Okay. Um, I, I, I find that there's, in those shows, there's always a trigger for somebody else through that regression work. Um, when we're going through that person's experience as a panel, there's always somebody who contacts me and says, now I'm starting to remember. And they want to experience it. Even the person who was regressed, when they listen back at it, they don't remember half the stuff they said. Then they have to go back and listen to the recording to get the whole take of that regression because then it opens their eyes up to a whole different perspective of what their perspective was, they have a new take on that experience itself. It's very healing for everybody. Well, I... Um, 
I saw that, you know, with um, Michael at Virginia Beach, and you know, like I said, next week's show is um, probably going to be uh, touching on the same uh, subject of, of just getting the conversation started uh, begins the healing process. Um, I mean, you know, just go back to the um, early episodes of Ancient Aliens and look at how much you know, people are talking about UFOs, uh, you know, without having to whisper. as even uh, discussed in Congress uh, openly uh, just a few weeks ago. So I I think there's more socially acceptable uh, environment now to um, these experiences. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <clears throat> the, the thing is, it's like you know. Yes, we're having these hearings, and I, and and it's great. I I I'm loving it. Um, of course, I wish our government was a little more transparent, but but you know, it, it is what it is. However, what I think conferences, and they're not many. There used to be one up in New England where it was run by experiencers, and it was. What what it does is it keeps the experiencer in the forefront because with Congress and right now, at least for right now, that may change. You know, it's on the tech, um, it's on it's on the technology, it's on whether it whether these these beings are a threat, and and so it's on one level. But by having conferences like this, we 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 we're showing that there's another level of it. Uh-huh. That there's there's another level where it's it's just the every man, the every man and woman. We may not be, at, you know, at the hearings, but there are people who've been seeing these beings, and and quite frankly, some of us may a little may uh, may know a little more on certain aspects of it than maybe our government officials, or at least, um, or at least we're being open to that. So I, I, I said that 2023 is the year of the experiencer. And I believe that. And you're seeing now we have the writer strike, we have the actor strike. But um, I, I, I know for a fact there were plenty, and there are plenty of um, uh, documentaries that are already in the can, just looking for like Netflix or some. You know, they're being shopped around. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know uh, Spielberg is coming out with uh, his new project. Uh, I think it has something to do with experiencers. So, you know, it's it's in the mainstream, and it's not going away. No, that, you know, Michael, I think you're, you know, one of the main voices of why uh, the UFO topic 
is not is here to stay. Well, I don't know about that, but I thank you, Mark. I'm I, I'm I'm going to be really excited. I, they're not talking about it now. Well, at least not publicly. I'm sure the Vatican and other people are in high-ranking clergy. But when this eventually, they're going to have to get around to the religious aspect of this, and hopefully, I'll be able to make a contribution because eventually, you, you, they're going to have to talk about it. It's, you know, yep. they, you can, yeah, you can talk about back engineering, you can talk about the technology, um, but eventually you're going to have to talk about what is this doing for uh, religion here in the West. Well, I, I think you and Barbara's Patrick and <laughs> Wally, like so, so many. So many people you know, made these you know, great cases that, uh, okay, this was already covered uh, 3,000 years ago in the book of Exodus. Um, what we're talking about now really isn't anything new. No, it isn't. It really isn't. Um, and it even predates that, as you know, with the Sumerian, Akkadian, right. and Babylonian cultures which is where Genesis got their information. And even, and even you know, with, with these Tic Tac sightings and what have you, um, you, know, you know, just, what, 70-some-odd years ago? I mean, you know, the Foo Fighters during World War II, we were seeing these crafts. Mm-hmm. The military was. And some of them fired on them, and some people got a little jammed up. Uh, some people lost their lives. Um, so it's new to a, a lot of people, but it's not new to some people. And, um, I guess that's where the patience comes in. Uh, and, 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 you know, how it's being spoon fed, uh, to us, but this is how it is. I'm just glad we're having the conversation as a nation our leaders are talking about it. Oh, I, I, I am too. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, the conversation is going to continue next week with uh, Roderick and his uh, black project. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, uh, a couple of, Everyone's uh, uh, friends, uh, Dale Quigley and Michael John, uh, are usually at these um, uh, conferences, and and they had uh, Mary on their uh, show from uh, the conference a couple weeks ago. and, and they have the uh, Paranormal Voice uh, podcast. They're from, they're, you know, they'll be coming over from Ontario. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is uh, Canada uh, having any uh, different stories, uh, new news coming out of uh, the country, or you know, just the area um 
you know, you, you know, this uh, Michigan conference is attracting international uh, attendees. So, uh, you know, have you uh, heard anything about what uh, information that Michael and Dale might be uh, uh, bringing to their appearance at the conference? Well, we love, first of all, we love our Canadian brothers and sisters. Uh, we're so blessed for them to come over and, and, and be a part of our conference. Uh, Michael and Dale are great friends of ours. And, uh, you know, they've had experiences themselves, and they were they shared that. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, what they came to the conference for the first time last year and just and uh, were blown away, and now they're all on board. So uh, after listening to Michael, I, I know they uh, they just, you know, they saw things in a different light and uh, listening to regressions and all that. So, uh, yeah, we're so glad to have them there and for them to share this information with their groups and their people. Uh, that's how it happens. Um, Michael, what was the name of the guy that was the head of the defense for the Canadian uh, military who he, he went public about uh, UFOs? Do you remember that gentleman? I don't yeah, Paul remember Hellier. His name. Paul Hellier. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's come out and, you know, he's flat out said that, you know, that uh, this is real. So, um, you know, the Canadian, you know, Canada has a lot of sightings, uh, just just like the United States, just like around the world. Yeah, Michael Michael John had quite an experience, um, I believe it was earlier this year, and he was actually, he's very open about the fact that he was one of our um, regressed people on the Voices of Contact. So we, you know, we really thank him for that. His story was pretty amazing, and it altered his life in a beautiful way. So we're, you know, we're thrilled that he was able to talk about that and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of work through it together. And that's what the show is really all about is nobody's alone in this. Let's, you know, let's talk. Let's be together in this because, it's, as Michael said, you know, it's it's very traumatic for some people. Even when it's a good experience, it can be terrifying. And and the social aspect of it is not all that pleasant either. So, yeah, opening it up and, uh, you know, Michael said earlier this year that 2016 is the year of the experiencer, and he mentioned that. And he's absolutely, or, yeah, 2023. Whoa, <laughs> I know what it is. But, okay, 2023. Sorry about that, Michael. Um, but it absolutely is. There's you know, a time lapse weird. during the live show. <laughs> well, she had a right. very, very uh, eye-opening uh, encounter in 2016. Yeah. Well, that's when my big experience happened. But also coming into 2016, I was almost in a panic as a, um, a spiritual worker, a healer, a medium, all of that, knowing that it was a, 2016 was a, a humongous year of awakening. For many things, but you know, twenty-three is 
year of the experiencer for sure. <laughs> and, and our show goes right along with that. Okay. The experiencers um, are the disclosure. Okay, and I know everyone has to do that thing called work tomorrow. And yeah, I just want to give you about the last uh, three or four minutes to uh, explain where the conference is again, the website, and all, all that information. And uh, you know when the uh, uh, Voices of Contact uh, podcast airs, and, you know, where you know, people can get uh, Alien Scriptures, Initiation, A New World, If You Can Take It, other of Michael's books, uh, Mary's, uh, anything about Mary, and, uh, it, and then we can uh, c- conclude uh, the, the, the night there and everyone could get rusted up for tomorrow. Okay, well, I can start if you'd like about uh, sure. the Michigan UFO contact. Again, the website is com, and it stands for, of course, MichiganUFOCon.com. Um, you can get tickets and all the information right on the website. There is also a Facebook page, um, Mr. Michigan UFO Contact. The information is there. Tickets are available on Ticket Leap. Um, it's September 22nd and 23rd. It's a two-day event in Houghton Lake, Michigan, at the Lakeside Resort and Conference Center. VIP tickets, of course, have been sold out for quite some time, but we still have, you know, general tickets available. Um, and we have some wonderful guests like Michael Carter, Mary Bassett. Deb Cobble. Um, we also have Andrea Perrin, John E. L. Tenney, Amber Rose Hammond, Tim uh, and Brad, or Tim Ellis and Brad Blair, and they are longtime researchers and have a team called UPPRS, Upper Peninsula Paranormal Research Society. They put on the Michigan Paracon every year and have done so for 13 years. They have had many sightings and dealt with, you know, working in the paranormal and uh, <laughs> being that involved, you can't avoid other paranormal activities like cryptids and UFOs. So they will be there. And, of course, Bill Konkolaski, the state director. Um, and I have to give a shout-out to Mike Smith from 734 Designs. He is our partner. Um, he does the, the graphics and things like that, and he's a huge part of putting this conference. He makes us look good, yeah. Yeah, he, he's the one that makes us look good, for sure. Okay. Uh, Mary, is there anything uh, you, you want to uh, plug about your appearance or the well, you uh, can find, um, show? You can find the Voices of Contact every Friday night, Eastern Standard Time, on the Mystical Awakenings podcast YouTube channel. And you can also find it on um, the Voices of Contact Facebook page. And if anybody's interested in 
regression work, they can reach out to me at mamamaryregressions at hotmail.com. Okay. Good. And, Michael, uh, you can wrap it up and uh, okay. give out your... Um, yeah, you can get my books on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. Just type in Reverend Michael J.S. Carter. Uh, my website is reverendmichaeljscarter.com. I'm on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, if you are in the area, uh, the weekend of the 20, I think it's the 21st. I think I know it off the top of my head, but my mind is failing now. Um, 22nd, 23rd. Uh, yes, please drop by. Uh, it'll be well worth your time and um, hope, hope to see you there. Okay. That, that's... Uh, Sounds like it uh, concludes everything. I, you know, I think we brought up. I, I think everyone brought up so many interesting topics that I know it's a great, great lead-in to next week's show, as well as uh, tying together uh, some information from last week. So uh, I really appreciate the four of you being uh, guests with us tonight and uh, providing such a captivating uh, di- discussion that some people whisper about, but you know, more people are actually talking about. It. I think that's one of the most important first steps. So I, I think, uh, did a lot, a lot of uh, laid the foundations for people to follow. So um, we're, we're very appreciative of that. So um, thank you again, every, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, uh, Mary, 